Hello, and welcome to the 71st episode of the iRace We Gamble podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Alex Crum, and I am joined again this week by Josh Seimer. I'm curious to see how this one is going to go, because we weren't planning on doing this, but figured we would split up a really, really long Daytona 500 preview. So this is very, very off the top of the cuff. Uh... I have barely read the show document, so it's going to be really interesting, and we're just going to wing wing it and uh, see what happens. What do you say? Maybe we'll throw a uh, Rail Mary out there? Yeah, yeah this is our a, a podcast version of a Rail Mary. And the last time we're going to be able to do it, because the season yeah. hasn't officially started yet. <laughs> right, and this is also is not a NASCAR-sanctioned event. So <laughs> it turns out I can wear whatever underwear I want as well. It's great news. I do have my flame retardant socks on right now. Okay. I'm I'm lacking in socks, but I won't talk about anything else. Um let's let's move on and talk uh real quick about some iRacing I did uh before we get into NASCAR. Um did a little bit of road racing at a basically like an abridged version of the Red Bull Ring. It was like really short version uh in the GR eighty six. That was okay. I didn't love it. Um, the track that is, I think the GR86 is fun to drive. Um, I don't like that it's uh, like paddle shifting because that makes it not the same as my car in terms of how to drive it. So I was really hoping it would be more of like, oh, this feels like driving my car. Paddle shifting really throws me off. Um, although I have learned how to paddle shift Pat's car. That was an interesting experience. So have, you, have you ridden in his car at all? I have not. I haven't even seen it. Yeah, well, once the roads are better here, um, you should check it out. It's an interesting car. But anyways, uh, did a little bit of B-Fix and A-Fix the past couple weeks. Uh, really like the old Atlanta that they had in the schedule. So it wasn't the new Super Speedway Atlanta. It was the old worn-out Atlanta, which I think is a lot of fun to race at. Um, also did some racing at Indy in the B car that was fun. Uh, really was surprised how much I enjoyed racing there, the rescan surface and everything. Um, also did some Iowa and a card, not love that and did one race, not going to do more than one. Cause it's, it's impossible to avoid Rex. Uh, one race at the clash at the Coliseum with the truck craftsman truck series on that tiny track is a disaster. And you just have to try to avoid hitting people. Um, I think I finished like fifth, but I had like 14 X, which is very high. Um, all right, yeah, let's let's move on to NASCAR stuff. Um, we've, there's been a lot of news. Um, I've, we've, I've been retweeting it at iRace We Gamble. There's a couple official NASCAR releases and then a lot of Bob Pockress stuff, obviously. Um, Josh, curious how much you've kept up with the news or if this is the first time you're seeing it. I know you know some of these, but what did you think of all the news? Uh, this is the first time seeing a lot of it. Um, but reading the doc right now, I think i read one piece of news completely wrong which one stages with no breaks at the road courses yes son of a bitch what What did you think it was i thought it was all races no no it's just the road courses see that's well hopefully they'll listen to the fan feedback of how much better it makes those races and they should just do it at every single track yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think this is the the first step towards what you want and what I think would be better. I don't, I, I'm okay with some stage breaks, maybe in certain races, maybe 
make the stage or maybe make uh, no breaks, no cautions at the break uh, the default, and then maybe sprinkle in cautions for a stage break in uh, the all-star race, obviously be an easy one to pick. I'm trying to think of maybe like Bristol night race, maybe throw a halfway stage break, but only the one, the first stage, there's no caution. I don't know. Stuff like that. I'd be okay with all-star. I can get on board with, but I don't know. I just think it would make all of the races significantly more interesting. If pitch strategy came into every single race and it wasn't just to get lucky and catch the right caution, which there'll still be a sprinkling of that, of course, because that's just part of it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you could possibly go on a track where you've got a 60-mile or a 60-lap fuel window where you could potentially go 95 under green... I think that just makes the entire race a lot more interesting when you have more nuance to it. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely agree. Like, even the very few times that I've gone back and seen, like, some old races, it's always way more interesting when the pit stops fall for those long green flag runs that we basically don't get anymore because of the stage breaks. So, yeah, I think we'll see this more um, expanded if, if it goes well, which I predict it will i think the road courses are specifically targeted here because they were the tracks where you could pit and not go a lap down so you basically see like most of the field pit before a stage break and it just kind of felt silly like why why are we all like we know there's a caution coming so we know we're all gonna pit like yeah we're all pitting at lap 11 because the caution's coming at 13 right it's like all right let's get rid of that so at least we'll We'll have less of that going on, but yeah, I do agree. More long green flag runs, more interesting. Um, you already alluded to it. The rail Mary is no longer allowed. Did you see the like specific ruling or whatever? I did. Um, and I agree with most of the sentiment on Instagram and Twitter <laughs> that it is way too subjective. <laughs> yeah. The, the the conversation on Twitter already started into okay, so Larson. Yeah. Um who else was there? Um there are two examples in this one that I'm thinking of specifically. But yeah, I don't it's just I don't know, it's it's too subjective. Yeah, I mean it'll it'll be interesting the first time it's it's handed out or the first time that someone does something that looks like it and it isn't handed out. One of those two things has to happen before it really becomes interesting, I guess. But yeah, I think they're probably going to set the bar pretty high. Like, I think you'll have to gain an advantage for them to care. So, so if, if, if Briscoe's move works, that works at Bristol dirt, he gets penalized. Uh, is that is that the next step? A slide job like that, where you intentionally drive fast in the corner to drift up in front of the guy in front of you's bumper and maintain your speed a little better? No, because I don't think I think it has to be uh, like using the wall as I, I don't know if that's actually. I mean, I know that's up to interpretation, but I think that's the way it will be interpreted: is using the wall to gain an advantage on a competitor by like gain either gaining a bunch of time or passing them. And I think that's when they would give you a penalty. But that's my didn't the, didn't the didn't the language or didn't the uh 
ruling have like language that was I don't know, it suggested moves that could be a potential danger or hazard to other drivers on the course. Like I feel like I should look this up right now. Yeah. But I think it, to me it, that means a slide job is the same thing. Well I think it was an existing rule. Um let me see if I can find it as well. Uh, an interpretation of its current general rule on safety. So it's, uh, it's adding have, an interpretation to a rule they already have regarding safety. Do you have the rule? Do you? I do. Okay, yeah, why don't you read it? So this is directly quoted. Safety is the top priority for NASCAR. Therefore, any violations deemed to compromise the safety of an event or otherwise pose a dangerous risk to the safety of the competitors, officials, spectators, or others are treated with the highest degree of seriousness. Safety violations will be handled on a case-by-case basis. End of quote. Yeah, I feel like that's the most, like, wide-open thing you could say. Like, if we deem it unsafe... Okay, well, what do you deem unsafe? But no idea. But other than what we saw Ross Chastain do, I guess, and probably, I don't know, I, I could say they could have penalized Bubba Wallace for what he did last year to Larson. I think that would fall under, you know, a safety violation in your actions. But that's yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, would you not say that Briscoe's move uh, posed a dangerous risk to Tyler Reddick? Um, n- no, but that's based on like just the years of just it being short tracks and that's the way it goes. I guess it's not, it's because it's not impossible that he could have gotten spun in a way that he would have gotten hit in the door hard, but that's like possible almost any time. So I, I don't know. It would have been different to me if uh, Chase Briscoe aimed for Reddick's car in a way that was like, I'm going to like just drive through you. I have no regard for making the corner or you making the corner. I just want to crash you. But his move to me felt more like, a, I'm just going to try to go really fast into the corner, but still make the corner. And it just didn't work out. But Yeah, but wasn't that what Chastain's move was to drive really fast into the corner and not hit you or care about you, but just try to get really fast through the corner. Yeah, but he's using the wall. That's why I'm saying, like, I think the interpretation will be if you use the wall to do something like that. I don't think it'll be if you try to go fast on the normal racing surface, not using the wall. So, again, I'm bringing my interpretation to it because the rule is basically saying, like, well, if we think it's bad, so I'm telling you what I think they will think. No, of of course. And I'm definitely playing on the side of, you know, this is significantly too subjective. Yeah. Um, just to, just to, you know, keep circling around a little bit. Because I do think this is going to be interesting. Because I think, for some reason, I just have a gut feeling. And I wish a, a book would put this up to bet on. This... Ruling and interpretation is going to come in and be a factor this year. Somehow, someway, somebody's going to be penalized. I don't think, based on how we're saying things, that the move by Bubba 
would be penalized then because he's not using the wall or the so I guess I guess the gray area then for me with this is if it was regular Bristol without the dirt on it would Briscoe have tried that exact same slide move because clearly it's not as effective on the concrete surface as it is on dirt so where Chastain used the wall was Briscoe using the dirt to try to gain an advantage while posing a risk on yeah, the track. I, yeah, and I think that's correct, and I think that's like kind of as seen by NASCAR, like more allowed, like because it's part of the racing surface, like because you can pull more of that kind of move on dirt than you can on the concrete. Then, like it's allowed because of that, but. I guess, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is NASCAR should probably just hire me as like a <laughs> statement writer uh, for yeah. when they do make their really controversial call at some point this season. <laughs> and if yeah, any we'll sports see. books are listening, throw that up there as a prop. Yeah, a season-long prop. Will the Rail Mary rule come into effect? Well, and yeah, by I, the way, don't, don't Google Rail Mary because you won't find it anywhere it's what it should be called but apparently uh the nascar world is going with rail melon hail melon hail melon hail melon rail hail it's it's bad rail mary baby (laughs) the people have spoken nascar has not spoken on you know what this rule will mean until we see it happen uh i i I'd be willing to take a prop bet against you for that, like that they don't make that call at any time this year. Oh, coffee bet? Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm marking it down. Got to wait until November next year to cash in, but unless it happens, I guess, before then. <laughs> I have to wait until November if I want to cash in. <laughs> um, uh... Speaking of subject rules uh they did add uh another sort of case by case we'll see uh based on like these new orange lines on pit road i didn't add this to the show doc but i was reminded of it when i was searching twitter for the last thing we were discussing uh it seems like they're basically trying to create like a box for like if you go inside this box you can do that but if you interfere with the crew inside that box that's when it's a problem so they're kind of giving like an out of bounds line for the crew essentially because if they're out of bounds then they you know are not being protected from the cars trying to enter their pits so it's like hey if you swing the tire out that you're carrying to the other side of the car uh out like way out there out of bounds quote unquote and the driver runs into it it's not his fault and he's not going to get a penalty but if you are inbounds and they hit your tire and knock it out of your hands well then they will get a penalty so i think that's kind of how it's being interpreted but the interference with a crew member is the part that's uh, a little wishy-washy so um any reaction to that rule now that one i would bet on your side of the rail mary rule that that okay. will not get called at all i think it's the exact opposite <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't think it'll ever get called at all because i don't feel like i ever see interference with pit crew members going over the wall if anything, it's while they're already around the car. Well, yeah, no, this would be for when a car is coming in, if he interferes with a crew that's already working on the car that's pitted behind him, let's say. Oh, uh, well, 
I would never see that because they're definitely not going to show that on broadcast. No. Unless somebody drops a tire or something. So I guess that's the reason why I'm leaning toward, yeah, okay, you made the rule, cool. That's not going to change anything. And uh, among wheel penalties, there's also different rules for if your wheel comes off, whether it's yellow flag, green flag conditions, or, uh, you know, on the track or on pit road and those kinds of things. They've more clearly defined those. I don't have the specifics in front of me, but it's basically like lowering the penalty um, if that happens based on the cases that I listed. Uh, but also, if they do, if it is the worst case penalty, it's still not as bad as last year. So this this year, I think it's going to be only true two crew members get penalized um, for I think the four races rather than like the four crew members. So um, I think that's an improvement. Uh, curious, any any thoughts on that? Um, I have not seen the seen this change. Um, I guess I'm curious, really, how it would affect the crew chief rather than the crew members. But any softening of this rule is completely fine with me. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel. It's it seems like it'll be less of a big deal this year, which it should have been last year. Um, and I think tires coming off became eh, it was still an issue in some times, but less of an issue than it was at the beginning of the year. Yeah, the crews definitely became more aware of it. You yeah. saw a lot. You saw a lot more. I feel like at the end of the year, you saw somebody losing a tire like two car lengths out of their pit box and the tire staying on pit road rather than losing it after two or three laps on the track. Um, and I think that that in itself shows that the crews are more a little more cognizant about getting those tires on nice and tight to begin with and recognizing, figuring out a way to recognize when they weren't. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that I think is a big thing is, figuring out like, Hey, we need to stop them from leaving the pit box or getting too far away from us so that we can fix it. Um, yeah. The gunman knew that the tire wasn't tight. So yeah. 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 Quick, quick communication and straight to the driver. Come back. Yeah. Uh, I, I get, this is another uh, contender for a potential prop bet. I think this one would be more likely to find on a sports book, although I still don't find it because it's NASCAR still feels like such a niche. Um, but wet tires are going to be available at short tracks. Do you think that they end up using any wet tires at any of the short tracks this year, like in a race? Uh, Just to list a couple of the tracks, LA clash, if there's rain, but it's LA. So, I mean, that huge rainstorm that was smashing California kind of moved on. Now Um, that, that I would like to see. The clash. Because what, what do we have there? Like a top speed of maybe 60. Yeah. (laughs) It's basically like highway driving in the rain. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there, uh, Martinsville, I think Richmond, I think New Hampshire, uh, Martinsville, did I say already? Yeah. Mar- uh, Bristol night. I don't know if they'll do. I don't think Bristol's in there because it's too fast. They go too fast there. Bristol dirt, obviously. Oh, Actually, Bristol dirt, they probably wouldn't if it rained. Yeah, it's totally dependent. I guess it would depend on the level of rain, right? Yeah. It's just (laughs) like a light light mist that keeps the dust down. That's fine, but... Yeah, that'd be perfect. (laughs) You get a big cell that rolls through, then definitely not. Um, New Hampshire's probably the best bet, just 
based on geography. Um, it'd be interesting to see if they did it. Um, I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm hoping for like a practice session at a short track in the rain. Something like that where they can, but yeah, you, uh, then I'm thinking like, yeah, you know, if I'm the team, I'm not going to just go out and try this for the first time during practice. This is the car we want to race on Sunday. I don't think I'm going to throw myself out there and subject myself to that. Um, I, I assume they've done testing on it. Uh, yeah, they. I know they did a little bit. They actually like purposely wet the track at Martinsville um, at some point last year, like for a random test. Uh, so they they have done a little bit of testing with it. I don't know how extensive it's been. I just heard about it randomly here and there. I guess I guess I don't hate it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's. Like, I feel like it's one of those ones where it's like, yeah, I just got to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, curious if we will or not, but um, that's pretty much it for news. There's also a slight change to whether you need to be in the top 30 in points to make the playoffs. That's really kind of a non-factor because of the way that they hand out waivers now and top 30 being kind of like a pretty generic, like, yeah, you're just basically participating. So they're kind of removing the you have to participate rule in favor of the fact that they already have it. You should try to qualify for every race rule. Um, so, yeah. Uh 2023 predictions. I know we talked a little bit about uh, some futures last week, um, but any predictions for this year, Josh, that you're thinking of, either just results-based or um, outside of the, the Rail Mary happening again or coming into play? Other than Christopher Bell winning the championship? No. Oh. That it? That's all you got? Just Just the championship prediction? Yeah, for now. I'm not going to tip you off to I'm going to put my entire playoff field together before we actually start getting into it. All right. Yeah, uh, you, got some, you got some making up to do to catch back up to me, you know? I know. Um, yeah, I really, I, the 2023 thing that I'm pre- going to predict is that there's 16-plus winners uh, in the regular season. Because I don't think it's going to be any different than last year, really. And I still see a lot of like race winning potential drivers. Um, it just feels like there's more and more parity every year. So I, I'm kind of expecting that to happen uh, this time around. What do you think? How many did you say? Six, 16, at least 16 different winners in the regular season. Because that would hit the max number of people who make it in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Not something we've seen until last year. I, th- I think last year was weird because Truex was in, but then he wasn't. Or no, it was Kurt Busch. Um, Kurt Busch, yeah. That was a whole a whole weird mix of things. Um, I think it was Blaney was the one guy who didn't win a race that made it in on points. Uh, okay, well, do we do we want to jump in? I was curious if we want to look at like our predictions for top four or just the playoff grid for this coming year or some combination of those what any thoughts on on what we should look ahead at hey let's start with our full 16 okay and then go down to the four and then the champ i already know your champ but got it and we'll go uh we'll go four by four 
to do the top 16. You don't have to order yeah. them in any any type of way, but you right. give four, I give four. We'll see where we end up. Okay. Um, I guess I'll start just with, like, last year's playoff points as my, uh, like, people I expect to make it back that maybe we're in it last year. So I'll go 22, mm-hmm. 1, 9, and 20, definitely in the top 16. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to go 20, 12, 8, and 1 to start. Okay, and this is not a draft, obviously. We're picking some of the same drivers because it wouldn't make sense to draft this many people. Yeah, so that's that's Bell, Blady, Kyle Busch, and Chastain for me. Yeah, I uh, I agree with Kyle Busch, at least making the playoffs. Again, I don't know how good of a season he's going to have, but I think I like the playoffs. Um, I also agree with Blaney. I think he gets at least a couple wins this year. He was He's overdue based on last year. Uh, Logano winning the championship and everything. So that, that gives me those two. And then um, I guess the five of Larson makes a lot of sense to me. Um, it's just a top driver on a top team. Um, and then Hamlin. So eight, 12, five, and 11. All right. I will uh, take that 22, 9, 5, and 11 right out of yours and add it to mine, which I think makes us completely matching to this point. Yep. Hard to argue with any point you just made right there. Yeah. So those are your, you could even say potential top eight, but we're not, we're not doing this in a specific order. Um, I will throw in the 45 of Reddick. Think him at uh, you know another good team. I think he makes the playoffs. Uh, I'll also throw in Byron in the twenty-four, and I'll I'll go with the Cinderella story of Harvick making it in uh, in his final final season. What do we got? That's three. So I need one more. Um, I'll. This is where it starts to get a little tricky. I think I'll go with the 99 of Suarez. Interesting. Both the track house boys this year. Yep. Um, all right. So I agree with you about the 45 with Reddick in it. I agree with you about the four of Harvick. But I don't think you're going to see the 24 or the 99 make it in there for me. Um, This is going to probably both surprise and annoy you, but put the 54 of Ty Gibbs in for me. Yeah, I'm not. I can't tell you you're wrong. So you're not surprised, but you are annoyed. Sure. Yeah, that's a good way to Don't know if I want to put Bowman in there. Yeah, that's if gonna, if I'm gonna leave Byron out. But it does feel like Hendricks is probably gonna send at least three. Just 
don't know. That's just kind of the way it goes. Um, throw the 43 of Eric Jones on there for me. I think he's going to win at one of the super speedways. Yeah. Like that. Um, I don't think he's going to make mine now that we're at the final four slots here. Um, this is where it gets real tricky. Yeah. I think I'm going to go Briscoe. He had a really good year last year. I feel like his playoff performance was slacking, but he looked really strong really early. It was like him, Reddick, and uh, or uh, him, Reddick, and Chastain that really looked strong from the younger guys in this early in the season. I remember. Um, I think I'm gonna put Kyle Busch's teammate in the three in. Um, he did make it in last year. Uh, I, I think. Kyle Busch coming to that team will make him better, but it, again, it's a volatile mixture. You never know what you're going to get uh, with Kyle. Um, so that gives me two more spots. Uh, let's see. Where are some names I'm missing? Truex in the 19. Uh, Ty Gibbs. Sendrick. Bubba. Um... Give me, I, I think I have to go the 54 gives. Um, just just accurate, annoying, but accurate. Uh, and then give me Chris Pusher for fun. Oh, man, I was so ready to drop the hammer of the best driver on RFK is going to make it to the playoffs this year. Chris Pusher, 100%. Into my <laughs> top sixteen. Nice. Um. So with him out, I've got three more spots left. I've got five more cars I'm considering. Ah, uh, shoot. I feel like I'm gonna just I'm gonna play this safe. Okay. And. I'm going to go with my brain instead of my heart here. I'm going to go with 1924 and 48. Wow. So that's Truex, Bowman, and Byron. The other two cars I was considering was McDowell to potentially get a road win, potentially get a super speedway win. Or potentially we do see one of the short tracks with wet tires on. And basically anytime it rains, I want a piece of McDowell. Um, but the other three drivers, I mean, just based on team and acumen, you kind of just have to roll with them. And then the last one I was thinking was Bubba Wallace, basically for the same reasons. Super yeah. Speedways, good team. Um Road courses, he's not the worst at, but really just those super speedways and being on a good team and being a little like on a little bit of a resurgence through the playoffs, honestly, getting into the 45 car and driving pretty well. Yeah. Um, so I guess those two would be my honorable mentions the 34 and the 23, but just gonna go smart with this one and stick with Truex and uh Hendrix basically. Yeah, so our differences between our lists, um, the three drivers you have that I don't are Truex, Bowman, and uh, Eric Jones. 
So I, I don't mind any of those. I think I like Truex the most, but Bowman's always randomly getting wins, so he might make it as well. Uh, and then the ones that I have that you don't are the three of Austin Dillon, the 14 of Chase Briscoe, and the 99 of Suarez. I think I feel most confident in the 99 and 14. So, like, if I had to, like, swap between these two lists, I might take the 19 over the three is my honorable mention. But um, I also like Bubba, as you mentioned. It's just I think there's so much comp- competition this year. It's going to be hard for him to stand out. Yeah, True Truex is an interesting case too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if he's got anything left in the tank or not. Yeah, and he yeah, he missed the playoffs last year. Barely, yeah. But it was because he didn't win. All right, top four. This is where it gets a little tougher. Part of me just wants to go straight chalk. (laughs) Uh, Clearly the 20. Yep. Who is also my champ. Yeah, I'll pencil that in. (laughs) Um, Oh, man. Narrative Street says, think about Harvick. And you're you're the one with two Stuart Haas drivers into your into your playoffs, where I only have Harvick. Yep, that's a team that can always find speed, though. Um, boy, I would love to squeeze him in, but I really do think I'm going to go pretty chalky here. Twenty is my Penske. Give me the nine. Twenty is your Joe Gibbs. Yeah, sorry, Joe Gibbs. <laughs> um, yeah, the nine is my Hendrick. I think Joey Logano also really found something late there, and he's going to continue that on. So there's my Penske. Yeah, yeah. yeah fuck it. I'm going to put my ha- uh, my fan hat on. It's the one. Oh, okay. going to be I, there I again. I literally wrote four. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Um, fan hat makes sense. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to be a significantly bigger Harvick fan this year than I will Chastain. Um, but that's really just the one last ride off into the sunset. But I can't deny how much I have actually become a Chastain fan. Yeah. I like that. Uh, I like that list. I totally think that's a uh, possibility. Um, but I am not going to pick. Do you want to guess who I'm going to pick as my champion? It's not any of the four drivers you listed. It's chalky, though. My list is chalky. I think you're going to go with the eleven. No, I'm going to take the five. Actually, that was my second guess. Damn it! <laughs> so I'll put the five. I do like the eleven, so I'll toss him in there as well. As he's always in the final four, it feels like. Um. I will put the nine in there. I think if Larson makes it, so does Elliot. Um, and then it really comes down to what whether I want to stick with the 20 that you went with. I like him a lot, but I think it's also possible he gets knocked out like right before Final Four. I think he could be a top eight guy again. Um, really just depends on if he takes a step forward and has a lot of wins and a nice playoff cushion or not. 
So I just think he's the future of that team now. Yeah, he could be, but he has to. I think he has to get more wins during the season if he wants to have a road to the top four. Um, I think I'm going to stick with Logano. He's the other. The 22 and the 11 feel like the mainstays of the top four. Um, and I mean, honestly, my my answers are pretty chalky too. I have the five, the nine, the eleven, and the twenty-two. Those are not nobody super young. Chase Elliott's the youngest, I guess, but like all veterans that have won a cha- almost won a championship. Uh, in the case of the eleven, at least. So yeah. Um, so our top four, we only agree on the nine, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Or no, the twenty-two as well. Uh, the nine, the twenty-two. All right. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, uh, Josh, I've listed all of the criteria for the clash. Would you, do you want to take an attempt at explaining how it works or do you want me to do it? I do not want to take any type of an attempt at that. Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah. I don't know. I just say, What's the website we can direct the good folks to? I mean, I usually point to JSKI. Although I was surprised, one of the graphics that I think is a NASCAR Splat graphic, so probably blamed upon them, um, like didn't have the correct number of cars in the graphic for what they were saying. It, like I was like, wait, this doesn't make sense, and I had to like double check their math. Um, so yeah, they're they're not they're not great, but I, I would go to JSKI if you want the official rules, but I will do my best to explain them, and you tell me if you think you understand my explanation. Alright, so we got usual qualifying. Everybody does one lap qualifying run, 36 entries. Okay. The qualifying then seeds you into heat races. So if you qualified in the top four, you're going to start on the pole of one of the heat races, and then on backwards from there. And there's nine cars in those heat races, uh, there's four of them total. They go 25 laps. Top five get to advance to the main event. Yay for those top five. That's 20 total people. 16 left over. They go to the last chance races. There are two of those, which means there are two races of eight cars. They go 50 laps and the top three advance. So that's six more cars. So now you have 26 cars in the main event. They add one more car to make it 27 by taking out of the... Uh, 10 people that didn't advance who is who had the best points finish last year they will also get in then they will run 75 laps and then run 75 more laps after a halftime concert by Wiz Khalifa interesting yeah so oh that reminds me of uh, a couple bets we could potentially talk about at the end of this ah yes yes the Super Bowl also has a halftime show everybody <laughs> and the national anthem. That's true. Which NASCAR also has. Yep. Uh no, that made complete sense to me, actually. Perfect. So the listeners at home should understand it as well. Uh, I think the main thing that I can't remember from last year is uh to the drivers who don't make it to the main event, like I think you can still swap them out for drivers that are in the main event, like before the main event starts. So like basically you kind of have to pay attention to those races because they happen Sunday before the main event and just see like, Oh, did anyone I have in my lineup get eliminated or perform poorly or something? It's kind of like extended practice and qualifying time is how you can view it. Um, So keep that in mind if you're doing FanDuel lineups. That's what we call 
burying the lead in the biz. Because <laughs> I think now it's time to draft our teams. I think it is. I think yeah. this one should not go toward our overall record. Okay. Because this is just a full-on crapshoot. Yeah, and also it's first, uh, it's like an exhibition race, so it's an exhibition draft. Right? I like it. Yeah. Uh, let me flip back a few pages because I yeah, feel like we might as well just stay on our regular schedule, right? Yeah. I, I had no idea who goes or who went first most recently. All right. So the race at Phoenix, you started. Which means I think you should probably start again. Are we so snake drafting get... in order of the snake drafts? No, I think I because you had the first pick the last race of last year, I should have the first pick of the first race that matters this oh, year, right? Oh, because it's an exhibition. I see. Which is going to be so great for me because it's fucking Daytona. <laughs> yeah, it's... What the, I, yeah, however, however you want it. I'm going to look at if we get if i look at like every other race how often is the like super speedway race in the same set so like if the same person is always going to pick first on super speedways for some reason just the way oh, the race is but worry about that next are you, week or in are two you weeks. gonna count are you gonna count atlanta uh yeah yeah i think you should yeah <laughs> uh, all right so, so for now we'll go you pick first Okay, I pick first uh, because it doesn't matter, and because I'm gonna have a share of them in my lineups to start the year. I'm gonna go Kyle Busch in the eight, twelve point five thousand uh, dollars. Yeah, I got, I got no. I mean, he finished second year last year. I guess that's cool. He's he's kind of highly priced, I think. But what are they gonna do? Make him cheap? Probably not. Oh, jeez, Louise, I'm like trying to find him on my web page right now and I'm scrolling right by him going, Nope, that ain't that's Tyler Reddick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta retrain your brain. Or FanDuel has to restructure their color scheme on the numbers. Yep. I'm gonna say FanDuel. They got staff for that. That's yeah. Um, well, I guess I'm going to do exactly what you did and go with the one and the four. I <laughs> uh, can't hate it. Um, they're both pretty expensive. I'm, I'm a little surprised at Harvick's price. I'm very surprised at Harvick's price. I understand Chastain's. Yeah. They're probably just hoping he drives into the sidewall, you know? <laughs> I mean, he might just be able to do, like, more than one lap, just using the outside wall. It's so slow. Never know. How fast um, do you think they could get used in that outside wall? I don't. I, they're definitely you, not going to let them find out. <laughs> you think they could hit 90? Oh, yeah. I think they could get to 100. Yeah, but that's right around the max of the range, right? It's got to be, I, I think. I'll try it out later. I mean, and then, I mean, at some point you're going to get Concerned about the integrity of the wall, <laughs> well, or, or, or the or the tire, yeah, or the car. <laughs> All right, you took your favorites. I took mine. Uh, I guess my first real pick, the the first real pick, 
Um, who's a good discount value? Uh, maybe Noah Gragson for 6000 Maybe that's a buy-low candidate. Um, I feel like he's might just like move people out of the way to get to where he wants to go. <laughs> I was um, gonna say, shy. I was gonna say, he's not gonna be shy about trading paint. No, exactly. So maybe that's the right move. Um, who else is good? At th- I feel like Chris Busher always starts the year pretty well. I don't know about this track though. I feel like RFK wasn't. Well, he did win at a short track, Bristol. So yeah, I'll say Chris Busher is another. I'm gonna have those as my two potential buy lows um, that I'll eventually pick by the end of the draft. So give me some cheap cheap guys so I can fill out my lineup with with the good stuff. So you're going Busher and Gregson? Yep, 42 and 17. Uh, Busher's, I don't know if I said 7.5. Uh, Gregson's said 6. Um... Well, I really, really want to take the 54 to see if the 54 or the 42 comes out victorious from their inevitable <laughs> showcase battle. I thought about taking um, But he's too way too goddamn expensive. 9000 yeah. for a rookie? Oh, get out of here. <laughs> um... <laughs> I'll take the 10 of Almirola. I just feel like he's a wheel man. I'll take a wheel man here. Um, and in the spirit of saving money, I'm going to go again with the uh, with the 34 McDowell. Yeah. Uh, I, I like both values. Um, Almirola surprises me. I feel like he should be higher. I don't know. I would, uh, if we want to go way, 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 way back to like episode 25 or so, uh, <laughs> price, price swap Almirola and Ty Gibbs, put yeah. Almirola at 9,000 and Gibbs at 7,000. I'd be yep. good with that. Same. I'll write it down just in case. Uh, I am going to round mine out with the. Other $9,000 driver that I think is way better uh, in Chase Briscoe, 14, which leaves me 15000 left over, which is plenty to do whatever I want. Uh, and I will take Logano because he won here last year, and that just feels like an easy pick. So Are you making him your lock? Uh, yeah, it feels easy to make him my lock as well. He's not the most expensive, so that is nice. Um, Larson and Chase Elliott are the most expensive for some reason. Don't yeah, and I'm gonna, up. I'm gonna lock Chastain. Nice, yeah. And I have seventeen thousand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so give me my champion, Christopher Bell. Nice. And I will make my Bilo Almirola. Makes sense. And half of both of our lineups could not even be in the main event. So <laughs> when you're building these, remember, you got to keep your eye on things. Yeah. Um, I'm, make, I'm, make sure you have your FanDuel app notifications turned on. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I will tell you it should, should, should alert you. Yeah, right. Um, I usually do get alerts on my NFL DFS lineups, but let's understand that NASCAR is a much lower priority on all of these. Uh, <laughs> let's just—I guess technically, FanDuel is not a gambling website. Um, FanDuel Sportsbook is, but it's still gambling. So yeah, we we all um, yeah, in uh, the buy low. I think I'm going to just take the 17 over the 42 because Gregson's just more of a liability potential. Um, so uh, I'll take the 17 for buy low, but let's see. We still got a. Who did we miss? There's a lot of other names left over. Um, no, do we even need to do a guys we missed? I guess not. <laughs> I mean, if, for you anyone, want, if you wanted to start five, nine, eleven, and see where the chips fall. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Five, nine, eleven, and then. Let's see, scrolling down, we we have six thousand per driver. We have to spend. Could go, AJ Almondier. I'm all right with that. And uh, I mean, Justin Haley is another. You could go all calling for some reason. Um, I don't really like anyone else that low. Maybe Har- uh, no, I don't like Harrison Burton there either. Maybe uh, Austin Dillon or a Brad Keselowski or I could see Austin, but then we got to swap out Dinger. Yeah, I, I the the low end of these prices is a lot higher now. The like the cheapest viable driver is like five point five, which I feel like normally it's like four. The high end is low, and the low end is high. Yeah. So, uh, just for the sake of this, I would say sixteen thirty-one. But I'm fine with any other variation on that. And maybe, maybe the real answer here is we take out uh, the nine. Take out the nine. Put the three back in, and then we have twelve thousand to spend. And we could go with. Did you take Blaney? No, Blaney. I'm good with Blaney. Okay, so five, eleven, twelve, three, sixteen. Works for me. All right, and uh, I don't have any lineups set. I'm not going to walk through anything other than what we just did. I think. Um, Stay tuned to Twitter at iRaceWeGamble where we'll post about it. Um, and obviously reach out to us with any questions or thoughts or potential lineups you like. Let us know what you think. And I will not be watching the Pro Bowl, so I should have my eye pretty heavily on all this going on. And I will try to try to tweet out. Um, I am getting old and getting worse at social media every day i get older um <laughs> so follow my my at my twitter handle at josh simer um if you <laughs> want to stay up on everything that i mean to be tweeting um <laughs> or ran or random tweets about finishing chapstick apparently yeah um, look 
I know you poked a little bit of fun at me for that, but have you ever opened up a brand new chapstick and then actually finished it? Well, not lost it, not put it through the washer, <laughs> not had somebody steal it. It very, very rarely happens, but when you finish the end of a chapstick and you know you've had that chapstick for its entire life, it's a goddamn good feeling. See, the problem here is I don't really use chapstick, and I also would lose it if I did. So, like, my only parallel is deodorant, and that's not a great feeling. So, <laughs> you, you lose your deodorant. You, you lose your deodorant? No, I'm saying, like, once you get to the end, it's not a great feeling. No, because you always get to the end of deodorant because exactly. it sits right in your cabinet. Right. Your chapstick travels with you. I Exactly. So, it's like, but you, like, if you don't lose your phone, you shouldn't lose your chapstick. I guess. And they both live in your pockets. You shouldn't lose your golf clubs either, but hey. <laughs> Some people do. All right. Other bets. NFL. I only have one right now. I haven't really looked that far into it. Um, Chris Stapleton singing the national anthem. No matter what the number is on the sports book you're looking at, bet the over, please. Well, why is there a methodology to that other than it's always over? Or The last five country singers have all went over two minutes and two seconds, which is the actual line that I'm seeing for the national anthem right now in sports books is two minutes and two seconds. Take the over. Um, just do yourself a favor and take the over. Um, think it was seven of the last nine national anthems have all gone, o- gone over two minutes and two seconds. And Chris Stapleton is a slow, low-key country singer. He's going to take his time with it. Um, he has uh, had so- uh, performances of his song Tennessee Whiskey at uh, live in concert that have gone over like seven, eight minutes long, and that's a two minute and forty five second radio song. Okay. So I'm like very, very much expecting this to be long, slow, and drawn out. Heard it here, maybe first. I don't know. You might have heard it somewhere else first, but this is the first time I've heard it. So you've heard it here first, as far as I'm concerned. Uh. So that, from when the prop bet sheets go out, you better be on the over also. I, <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> I have no reason to know anything better. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, is L.A. sunny and whatnot this weekend? Uh, L.A. is pretty sunny, but we actually have a 25% chance of rain in the afternoon. Okay. Maybe with those rain tires will come into play sooner than I thought. I'm yeah, I'm guessing not. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, the 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 race is what uh, five o'clock our time. Yeah. So two, two p.m. Two o'clock there's. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So if if anything does come through, it'll basically be ending there, and it's only a twenty four percent chance, and it's Southern California, so it's probably going to be just sunny and dry. Yep. So enjoy the race and the weekend and any sports betting you do. Um, And keep it locked to Twitter for our opinions. Catch you next week. Catch you in two weeks.